There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is having a fantastic day. And so are we over here. And look at, man, look at the world. It's, it's just chaos. It, it is simply just chaos. You know, I was looking at uh, uh, Nate Silver. He does uh, political polling. Um, I, I don't even know if you want to call it political polling because all he does is biased uh, fake news. And, and that's really what it is. <clears throat> For the longest time, he had predicted all the elections instead of the 2016 election, which he was uh, highly inaccurate on. Um, and he said that Joe Biden would win the 2020 election. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. He, I guess he was right. But he is just a Democrat oper- operative. And so what they do is they, they utilize these polls which aren't really polls. I I think people can understand that, that it's really, really easy to produce bias within a poll. You say that you're doing a sample of a thousand people uh, with no political bias, Republican and Democrat and independent and so forth. And you come out and look, look at the numbers. Well, that'd be a great world if that's how it was actually done, but that's not how it's actually done. Well, here's the thing. and, And this is the question that I have. The Republicans are set with about a 78 to 85 percent chance to take the Senate or take the House, take the House of Representatives, which is going to be devastating to the Democrats. Don't get me wrong on that. But now they're saying that the Democrats have a 70 percent chance of taking the Senate. Now, I don't know about you, but how does that make any sense at all? Think about this. There's 435 representatives in the House of Congress, right? And these are distributed through multiple different states, each state having a different number, okay? Now, the Republicans are set to win 80% of those seats. Now, the senators, there's two from each state, which has a different geographic region in the sense of the distribution, but the Republicans are only set to win 30%? They're only set to win, they're set to lose? How does that make any sense? And when you start looking at the amount of voters and you start looking at the geographic distribution, the numbers just don't add up. Well, they do if you start looking in the sense that the Democrats, the liberal radicals, have one chance to save their butts. One chance to save their butts. The, the only way that they can preserve the, the executive branch, I don't even want to say Joe Biden as being president because I don't even know if that's going to happen, uh, if Joe Biden's going to stay in power. I, I think he might be uh, 25th amended, amended here in the, the next month or so. But I want you to think about it. The only way that the radical liberals can retain any iota of power is by preserving the Senate. So if they're going to steal an election, they only have to steal like three or four seats in the Senate, and they win. Because now, basically, impeachment hearings can be canceled out by the Senate. Um, Investigations can be toppled and trumped by the Senate. But see, there's still this, this other aspect, is when the Republicans take the House of Representatives, this is going to be 
very, very bad for the liberal Democrats. Um, you're, you're talking about investigations into Hunter Biden's laptop. And I don't know if you heard this, but Hunter Biden's laptop number two. That's right. There's another laptop from hell floating around. Apparently, Donald Trump and his team, they all have that. And all that stuff, I think, is potentially going to get released. Donald Trump actually did a, a post on Truth Social last night pertaining to uh, D-Class about how information should be coming out. And I think that if we, we look at that in context, we know that it's most likely going to be this crossfire hurricane binder um, that shows the collusion between the executive branches of the United States government under the Obama administration, the, the, the heads of these administrations, the FBI, the CIA, uh, and the Obama administration itself which is uh, probably a bigger scandal than you could ever imagine, which means that people will be investigated and arrested, hopefully, before because of those crimes. And this all hinges on what we talked about yesterday with uh, Igor Dushenko, and basically Igor Dushenko being put on the payroll after he was discovered by Devin Nunes and Chuck Grasley as the paid informant that brought about the Steele dossier. And so the FBI put him on the payroll, put him as a confidential informant, which basically seals his information and gives him basically immunity. So there's a lot of stuff happening, man. And this is just uh, craziness, craziness. But you know what? It's always good to look when patriots fight back and, and something happens that kind of we can smile about. Busloads of migrants were dropped off at Kami Kamala's house at the National Observatory, the vice president's house. At least 100 illegal migrants were dumped on her lawn. This is just comical. I mean, seriously. I think, I'm pretty sure it was DeSantis who did it. Two busloads of over 100, 100 illegal aliens were dropped off at Kamala Harris's home in Washington, D.C. The migrants were part of a, over 2 million illegal aliens crossing the U.S. open border this past year. <clears throat> And so about 8,000 of them walked through the border each year. Now, this, this wasn't the end of it. DeSantis sent two planes of illegal aliens also to Martha's Vineyard, to Barack Obama's house. <laughs> you got to love it. You, you just absolutely got to love it. But you know what? Then there's also some other things that we have to be on a heightened alert about. There, there's... We call them false flags, and these are basically planned types of crisis events. Um, as of yesterday, there was over a dozen school shooting false alarms across the nation in less than three days. I'll say that again. There's at least four or more false school shootings in Texas, Virginia that took place Tuesday um, that were were basically missed by this previous report. So there, there's way more happening here. Uh, round of multiple fake active shooter threats across Texas and Virginia where police were dispatched. Now, I think it's just horrendous that anybody would go into a school and do something like that. But it's even more concerning that human beings, adults, would organize various levels of crime against children just for political motivations or to retain or regain power. I think it's probably one of the most atrocious crimes in the history of mankind. And I think we understand that as we move forward, 
as we move towards November 8th, things are going to get more and more chaotic. These types of events are probably going to become commonplace. And I'm sad to say that. Because there's a lot of stuff happening right now pertaining to the taking down of what we would call the deep state, what we would call big tech, what we would call the globalists and the cabal. Listen to this. Facebook, Facebook was spying on your personal messages. Yours. Yours and mine. Of anybody who questioned the 2020 election. Right? So... Basically, what they do is they go in there, they set a filter, and anybody who's talking about the 2020 election being stolen, they were spying on you. Not only did they spy on you, is they took those messages and sent them to the FBI. This is a direct collusion of big tech and the FBI after the 2020 election, of which the FBI then goes and begins investigating you. This is a very, very dangerous and violent rhetoric that precedent that is being set by this administration, by this uh, this DOJ, and people need to go to jail for this, including Mark Zuckerberg, because most likely he's the one who approved this type of collaboration. Now, I don't mind, you know, if, if they uncover a crime or something like that, notifying the authorities. But, but spying on American citizens who simply are contesting an election, which is their constitutional God-given right? See, here's the thing. Do you remember in 2016 when the Democrats contested the election? The news and the media supported them. The Democrats supported them. Everybody supported them. But in 2020 when it happens, oh, nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to, not even, the, not even the Republicans wanted to listen. That should be a wake-up call. That should be a wake-up call for anybody. That the majority of the Republicans right now that are in Senate and Congress don't care for you. They don't care about this country. They care about power. You know, Alex Stein, uh, the comedian, he's also on Blaze TV, he, was, uh, he confronted Dan Crenshaw yesterday. And he was calling him a globalist and all these other names. And, and eventually got pulled over by the police because of it. But Dan Crenshaw is is John McCain's protege. If you don't if you think if you if you're a Republican out there and you love John McCain. Oh, John McCain, good Republican. Good Republican. Voted for him in 2012. Unfortunately, there is some information. If you do you remember Benghazi? Does anybody here remember Benghazi, the incident that happened in Benghazi where a whole bunch of uh, protests turned into a riot, the riot overthrew the US embassy? And the, uh, the ambassador, Chris Stevens, died, including some former special operators that were working as government contractors. I remember this. Well, what's interesting is many people don't know is that about eight, eight hours before any of the riots ever even happened, before any of the protesting ever happened, Chris Stevens uncovered a massive gun, arsenal, and weapons running scheme moving through Libya. And basically what they uncovered was U.S. arms and munitions running through Libya up into Syria that were being given to highly unstable radicals that uh, had branched off from the Taliban and so forth. Now, he uncovered this. 
and then called someone. I want you to think about who he called. We'll be back with more Dark Legend reviews. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we're back with the Dark Delight Show. So I asked you to think about who Ambassador Chris Stevens called that night. I think we all know. Because he called her again the night that the, the riots all began to happen. See, he called and notified the Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, that there was a a mass gun-running scheme moving through Libya and that they were funding radical Islamic terrorists in Syria. Now, if you don't know, these radical Islamic terrorists were by the name of ISIS and ISIL. This is who we fought in Afghanistan and Iraq after a lot of this stuff began to destabilize. Well, like eight hours later, Chris Stevens calls Hillary Clinton again and says the, uh, the embassy is under attack. Uh, we need help and support, and she uh, ignored the phone calls. Hmm. Wonder if she had anything to do with it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that she did, because what we do know, we do know, is that John McCain was actually supporting and sponsoring the arming of these 
Rebels. If you remember between like 2008 to 2011, what was happening is basically they were trying to destabilize money of these radical um, sects that were coming up within Afghanistan and Iraq. And so what the United States did clandestinely through John McCain is they went and sent John McCain over there. He talked to a lot of these leaders and they started developing rebel battalions to basically fight the so-and-so-called bad guys. Well, the ones that they funded and armed were ISIS. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys knew this. Barack Obama administration is the one who created ISIS. The terrorist organization that we fought for many, many years and killed many, many Americans overseas. And John McCain was a critical component in that. And all the way up past Benghazi, they were arming them and funding them. Because, see, you got to keep the war machine going. you got to keep it moving. you got to keep a reason to have American troops occupy Afghanistan and Iraq. Because it's a critical point of venture for China, for Iran, as well as the abundance of natural resources. But most importantly, and, and, and you have to go back to the, the 90s to really understand what they were protecting there. See, in the 1970s, the director of the CIA, Central Intelligence Agency, which is his name was George Herbert Walker Bush, I think we all know who he was, um, we were in a proxy war with Russia. It was the middle of the Cold War. We were in a proxy war with Russia. Russia went to war with Afghanistan over resources. And so what we did is we went in there and funded and armed a whole bunch of rebel battalions in Afghanistan. And this was a group known as the Mujahideen. So the Central Intelligence Agency under Daddy Bush in the 1970s went into Afghanistan and funded and armed a radical Islamic group known as Mujahideen. Now their leader just happened to be a guy by the name of Osama bin Laden. Oh, this is very true. And they brought over, over Osama bin Laden to the United States. They, they gave him a whole bunch of different training and arms and weapons. And the relationship was good throughout the 80s. After they defeated the Soviets, they won the proxy war. And, uh, you know, Poppy, that's why they call that that's the nickname of Daddy Bush, is Poppy. And it's not because he's a papa or a daddy. It's because he was one of the head orchestrators of the global heroin trade. Now, one of the number one producers of opium, poppy, in the world is Afghanistan. Now, what's interesting is Daddy Bush becomes president. In the 1990s, the Mujahideen basically formulates the Taliban, which becomes more of a, uh, of a religious sect. And they are against drugs. So they go in there in the, in the 90s and start burning all the opium fields and kicking all the, uh, the three-letter agencies out of Afghanistan. Now, what happened in the late 1990s in the United States of America? We had the derivatives of synthetic opium. Remember this whole opium crisis that we had, the synthetic opium, all the opiates, uh, Vicodin and... Um, I can't remember the name of the other ones, but Vicodin and so forth, right? Were being prescribed massively 
These were synthetic-derived opium because there was a massive heroin shortage. Because the, the Muajin, the Taliban, had basically burned all the fields. So they needed a reason to go back in there. Well, in 2001, they had their, their reason. Afghanistan, a, a country that had absolutely zero, zero nothing to do with September 11th. you got to remember the 19 hijackers were from Saudi Arabia. Um, yeah, they say that they were uh, associated with Osama bin Laden. They weren't. But uh, that gave us the reason to go back in there. And, and by 2004, 2005, the heroin production was back up to normal. The, the opium fields were growing tall. And then what happens? All of a sudden, they start taking the, the Vicodin and the pills off the market. They start taking the synthetic opiates off the market because of lawsuits and overdoses and all these things. So what do they do? They flood the market with heroin and opium because they now have it. And what do we have today? An opium epidemic. Hmm. Interesting how that works, right? So kind of interesting there with Benghazi because really what this did is it set up this, this whole plot of basically arming and funding terrorists within different nations. And the United States three-letter agencies have been doing this for a long time. And don't think for once that they're not doing it here in the United States of America, because they are. And see, when we look at this, this is all about power, control, money. And I just said that they're, they're arming you know, terrorists, they're, 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 they're doing this, right? Well, you know what? They've taken it a step further these days. They've weaponized the Department of Justice. Oh, no joke. I, I want you to think about this for a minute. They raided Mar-a-Lago, Donald Trump's home. Then they went after Congressman Scott in Pennsylvania, took his phone. And then just the other day, 40 of Trump's former aides, including Mike Lindell, all had their cell phones seized. Now, the only way that they would know to go in and see cell phones is if they thought that there was something in those cell phones that was pertinent to their investigation. Which means that they would have to have some type of cross-communication what I mean by that is all those people would have had to have been texting or calling Donald Trump. This also means that in order to know that there's information on those phones that was pertinent, this means that they would have to have a FISA warrant on Donald Trump currently, right now. This means that the Department of Justice currently, right now, has a secret warrant on a former United States president. And I say former because that's the current state of affairs, but he is actually the real president. But they have a Pfizer warrant, a secretive warrant of spying on Donald Trump right now. You want proof and verification of this? Donald Trump flew to D.C. to meet with his lawyers at a Trump golf course because he didn't trust his phones, his office, or his lawyer's phones or offices. Why? Because they're spying on him. Because they are spying on President Donald Trump right now. And so Mike Lindell's phone was taken. A whole bunch of other people's phones and electronics were taken. And that is a direct weaponization 
of the DOJ by a political opponent. Remember what I said happened in Ukraine when Russia first went in? They declared martial law and they seized the political opposition, removed them from power, so it became a one-party country, and then started suiciding all the oligarchs that supported them because they were all Russian sympathizers? Yeah. The Department of Defense Inspector General, DODIG, submitted a memo to the Secretary of Defense on June 2, 2022 to inform him of potential non-compliance with standards for reviewing and documenting the denial of religious accommodation requests of service members identified through complaints submitted to their office. Well, it's just come through that the IG has basically said that the Department of Defense has broken the law. And this is a big win for our service members who are fighting for religious exemption to the vaccinations. We're going to talk about that and much, much more here after the break. We'll be back with more Dr. Light Show. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we're back with the Dark Delight show. And so we were talking about the DOD IG memo to the Secretary of Defense that highlights massive violations of federal law within the Department of Defense. Basically what they did is they had a blanket policy of denial for religious exemptions for the vaccine. Now, this gets really, really interesting because... We've seen people who've released the uh, the Project Salus information, which show massive adverse effects from this vaccine. This has been given to Senator Ron Johnson, who's investigating, as well as the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. He came forth and promised Congress that he would only give our military the FDA-approved vaccine. Now, this is interesting because there's a lot of... There's a lot of... Uh, I guess, misinformation out there about the vaccine and the FDA-approved vaccine. See, the vaccine that was approved is called Cominardi. That's what everybody's heard, right? That's actually not true. See, Cominardi Cominardi is a marketing package. It's a marketing package. Underneath the Cominardi brand is three vaccines. Three vaccines, all right? So out of the three vaccines, only one of them is FDA approved. <clears throat> and so this is this is Pfizer. This is their marketing package. This is the only FDA approved vaccine. So they, they all come out and say, Cominardi is the, the FDA approved vaccine. Cominardi is the FDA approved vaccine. No, 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 no. Cominardi has three vaccines underneath its umbrella. It's a marketing package. One of the vaccines is FDA approved. The other two are not. The other two are still emergency use authorization. Now, why is this important? It's important to know because the FDA approved vaccine is not available in the United States. I'll say that again. The FDA approved vaccine is not available in the United States. So when when Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin goes in front of Congress and says, I promise uh, the American people that we will only vaccinate our people with the FDA-approved vaccine, Cominardi. Do you know to date how many service members have received that FDA-approved vaccine? I can show it on one hand. 
and I had to curl my fingers together to do it. It's called zero. They gave them the emergency use authorization vaccine, which is basically <clears throat> the same thing that happened from the lawsuits that span from the anthrax vaccine trials. Is they're utilizing military service members as mice, as lab rats. And they have full right of denial of that vaccine without repercussion. But instead what happened is the military put a blanket policy out there and they denied all religious exemptions. They denied all exemptions, period. Didn't matter. They didn't look at the cases. They just denied them. And there's multiple whistleblowers who have came out about this. And so this should concern people when it pertains to, well, the vaccine. Do not vaccinate your kids. Do not get any more of those vaccines. You know, it might be the best thing in the world. But wouldn't you rather see what happens in five years? <clears throat> you know, if you look at the death rates from COVID, they're, they're no different than the common flu. Yeah, they're no different than the common flu. Actually, what we're seeing in the numbers is the number of people dying from adverse reactions or the number of people dying from COVID that have been vaccinated triple times skyrockets above the amount of people that actually died from COVID. Now that should concern you. So yesterday we talked to Dr. Kirk Elliott. We were talking about the economy. The biggest Fed rate hike likely in over 40 years could be coming next week. And the Fed rate hike, okay... Now, you got to remember what's affected by this. This is the inner banking. We have um, available capital for the banks. We have liquidity, all these different things. But also another thing that, that's directly related to this is the ability to loan money as well as the rate at which money is loaned personally. This includes mortgages. And so a great article on CNN Business, and I don't usually say that, CNN Business, great article. The Fed could crash the housing market. It's not a quid. The Fed is going to crash the housing market. Okay? Um, I, I'm moving to Minnesota, so we're thinking about selling our house and going and buying a new house there. It's just not possible. The rate is 6.8% right now to take out a mortgage. Once the Fed increases the rate next week, which will probably be, the, they're going to say probably 2.25 basis points, 0.5 basis points, 0.75 basis points, 1 basis point, something of that nature. It'll probably be a 1% or a 1.5 basis points, which is about a 1.5% increase. Which means that that mortgage rate is going to go up to near 8 to 9%. That's going to crash the housing market. This is why mortgage demand for home buyers has fallen 29% since last year. Because the cost of borrowing money to get a house is astronomical. The cost to build a house for home, for home builders is astronomical. And you know what I see coming out of this? I see a lot of, of business opportunities. I'm just an entrepreneur. I see business opportunities. You know, why do we need banks? Why, why do we need banks? You know, if you want to buy a house, go make a deal with that homeowner and say, hey, look, you know, this is, let, let, let's do this and get on a payment plan. You know, you know the, the problem, one of the biggest problems with this world is mismanagement of money, I think, is people really don't know how to manage their money. I mean, think about this in the sense of, of a house, you know, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. Those prices are astronomical. 
right? The, the cost to build a house these days is astronomical. But it's about 50, well, about what, 50 or 75% less than the actual cost to buy it on the open market? I say just go buy some land, get some storage containers, put them on that land. <coughs> That's what I say. Get some storage containers, put them on that land. And then when rates come down, you can build your own house. I'm joking. Nobody wants to live in storage containers. But what else are we seeing? Well, we have the worst flood or the worst drought in over 600 years in the United States of America. The worst drought in over 1,200 years in Europe. Or sorry, actually, the worst drought in over 1,200 years in the United States of America. The worst drought in over 600 years in Europe. The worst drought in recorded history in China. Massive flooding. Some of the worst flooding that's ever happened in India and Pakistan. We have San Diego being hit by a tropical storm, which is unheard of. The weather is absolutely crazy and nuts. And it's not because of global warming. It's because of weather manipulation. It's because of weather warfare. And you have to understand that this is going to affect the crops massively. This is going to affect harvesting massively. Not just this season, but next season as well. A new report coming out from Big Agra has estimated that by 2030, food prices globally will have increased as much as 400%. Yes, you heard that right. In the next decade, we could potentially see food prices rising up to approximately 400%. See, it's time to go get that two acres. It's time to go out there and create that uh, sustainable garden. Yo, I, I, I'm thinking about it too. I, I just was looking at a property out in Minnesota that was, that was two acres. Survey, 63% of small business owners no longer hiring because they cannot afford the added costs. Go figure. Now, we've averted the rail strike, which is good, but I don't think we're out of the woods yet. I think that this is going to come back. We're, they're just talking to union leaders, and union leaders decided to step down. But the people, the people are the real union. And so we have to wait to see really what transpires from this. I think that uh, we're not out of the woods on that one. Former U.S. general says he is even more concerned about Putin using nukes as Ukraine makes astonishing progress in their counteroffensive. You know, Ukraine's uh, astonishing progress in their counteroffensive looks a lot like um, U.S. military. (laughs) They speak fluent English with absolutely no accents. Um... Yeah, they, they wear no emblems or symbols, and it's rumored that it's Blackwater, that it's U.S. government contractors, third-party mercenary groups that were given massive U.S. weapons and arsenals to go in there and push the Russians back. And so Putin's not very happening. Putin right now is meeting with Xi Jinping of China, and China has agreed to jump on board with Russia in their efforts in Ukraine. So this could get really heated really fast. I know a lot of people are warning of a nuclear disaster, a nuclear war. We have Ukraine bombing the borders of their own nuclear plants and then blaming it on Russia, uh, trying to get Russia out of their nuclear facilities. This could easily cause some type of nuclear incident. Uh, But everybody is talking about how Putin is going to use nukes against 
Ukraine. And Zelensky just warned the other day, radiation disaster as Russia accuses Ukraine of shelling its own nuclear plants. There we go. So this is what I want you to see. Moscow was on lockdown yesterday. All right. Moscow was on So, oh, sorry, I was looking at something. Moscow was on lockdown the other day, and the reports came out that Vladimir Putin was involved in an attempted assassination plot. Now, what happened is his car, apparently his car came under attack. Now, this came a month after Daria Dugan, we, we talked about on this show, was assassinated. Apparently, Alexander Dugan, Putin's left-hand man, mentor, and Putin were supposed to be with her. Now, Putin escaped. Moscow went on lockdown. And immediately after there, afterwards, Ukrainian President Zelensky was in a car accident. Huh. Isn't that interesting? So, we have people, deep state cabalists, trying to take out these world leaders. Putin especially. They're afraid of Putin. I'm telling you, if Putin gets taken out, China is going to go on a rampage. You know, I look at the Ukraine situation, everything that's happening there. This is kind of like the the apex of the global fire that's burning right now, the firestorm event. And everything that's happening there has everything to do with what happens next. And I'm not rooting for Ukraine. I'm not rooting for Russia. I know better. But I understand that the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And in this case, we have to understand that Ukraine is full of Nazis. I'm not lying on this. You need to do your own research. Nazis. And that's who is producing genocide against the Russian people in the eastern Donbass and Lutesh region. Through U.S. biolabs. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dr. Light Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. 
We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. Uh, well, finishing up on Ukraine and Russia is that there's a lot of things happening in this world and there's a massive destabilization in progress. And we know that some type of black swan event is eventually going to occur, which is going to crash the global economy and usher in what they call the new world order. And potentially that this global crisis, this global black swan event could be a nuclear attack blamed on Russia within Ukraine. Just putting it out there. Violence has hit epidemic proportions in pandemic-era California. That, that's not, not, not something you, you expect to see in a headline for the United States of America in, in one of the, the global superpowers. A troubling new report labels physical and sexual violence in pandemic-era California a statewide epidemic. To put it simply, violence is on an alarming rise. According to a new annual report from the California Study on Violence Experiences Across Lifespan, violence statistics have seen a significant increase since COVID-19 emerged. A report conducted by scientists at the University of California San Diego School of Medicine reports more than one in six Californians, 18%, experienced either physical or sexual violence in just the past year. Meanwhile, one in 25 Californians experienced um, intimate partner violence. Overall, rates of both physical and sexual violence have seen an uptick since COVID-19 pandemic began. Now, they're blaming this on COVID-19, but you have to understand what happened midway through COVID-19, the George Floyd riots, which brought massive leftist protests, burning down of things, so forth. But what that did is that caused many of these liberal cities to reduce the police budgets reduce police training, and fire police officers, as well as liberal attorney generals and governors to release eh, prisoners from the prison to, uh, to to ease up on violent criminals. Just like in Illinois right now, if you go out there and you're in, uh, you're charged with second degree murder, you're free to walk. Just show up to your court date. If you go out there and rape somebody in Illinois, eh, you're free to walk. Just show up for court. Oh, go check it out. Legit. San Francisco is being absolutely taken over. The violence out there is absolutely ridiculous. Everything from mental illness to drug addicts are absolutely ripping that city apart. And it's not going to get any better, guys. It's only going to get worse until we're able to get rid of the evil in this country, to eradicate this world of the evil that has had its reign for such a long time. 
This chaos is not being created by you and I. This chaos is not being perpetuated because you and I like to watch TV and be on our cell phones every once in a while and we work our 40-hour work weeks. This violence, this chaos, this instability is being perpetuated by a global agenda. See, you have to take down the powers and constraints of national sovereignty in order to implement a one-world government. And that's where we're at right now. And one of the other aspects of this was the attack on our children. I'm telling you, listen to this. It has been reported that the state of New York is now airing a commercial to raise awareness about myocarditis among children. The New York Presbyterian Hospital recently uploaded a video on its YouTube channel titled Pediatric Patient Story, Surrey, from last September 6th. According to the New York Presbyterian website, it has more than 200 locations in Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, Westchester, Putnam counties, and offers 10 hospital campuses. Surrey had a bad stomach ache that turned out to be myocarditis, a serious inflammation of the heart. Now, this is interesting because myocarditis is incredibly rare. This is where your, your heart tissue inflames. It's incredibly rare. But if you start doing searches right now for myocarditis, an illness that you probably never heard of in your life until the last two years, because it's so rare, you're going to be hearing about it all the time. You're even going to be hearing about it in children. Five, six, eight-year-olds. Teenagers. It's the worst within teenagers. And the one commonality between all these kids is they were vaccinated. Because you've got to understand that the vaccine was created by utilizing the actual spike protein from the virus. Now, the Lancelet, which back in 2020 came out and said, oh, this is naturally created, has retracted those articles and is now saying that the virus, original virus, COVID-19, was created in a U.S. biolab. Exactly what we've been saying for years. Which means that that spike protein was genetically engineered. And we know how it was genetically engineered because Pfizer and Moderna hold the patents for it. See what they did is they took the AIDS virus, they took a few other viruses, they put them together, and they got a spike protein which can latch onto the ACE2 receptor very, very easily and basically infect the cell, making it incredibly contagious. Well, see, here's the problem, is a few years ago, some scientists that were looking into COVID-19 discovered that the spike protein is the actual toxin, is the actual thing that is hurting people. And so they used that same spike protein to develop the vaccine, and they used that spike protein in the vaccine, which means that the one part of the virus that was hurting people the worst part of it, was used to make the vaccine. Not only used to make the vaccine, the mRNA, utilizing CRISPR technology, basically changing your genetic structure to produce something. Okay, The mRNA vaccine goes in there and makes your body a spike protein producing factory. So the one worst part of the virus was the spike protein, which was genetically created in a lab, and the vaccine was developed to actually have your body produce that spike protein within your body. And now we're seeing kids with myocarditis. Now we're seeing people dying all over the place from adverse reactions from this vaccine. 
17-year-old athlete dies suddenly, reportedly due to heart attack or blood clot while practicing for an upcoming golf tournament. Just start researching. Athletes die of heart attack. And you're going to be shocked at what you find. How many people here know somebody who's been, who's had a heart attack, stroke, blood clot, neurological problems, skin problems after being vaccinated? I'm telling you, raise your hand because you know them. The real bioweapon was the vaccine. And we can argue all you want why Trump supports it. I'm not Trump, I don't know. Plausible deniability, maybe. He didn't know. But if you don't believe me, I suggest you go research yourself. I suggest you go out there and look at this topic and get to the foundation of it and tear it apart. Because I'd like somebody to prove me wrong on this one. All right, much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. We're going to see you again tomorrow on another episode of the Dark Delight Show. Have a good one.